So you started uh, the Ministerio Latino Church. So can you tell us a little bit more about uh, your experience with it and why you decided to start this? Who is this? And then it was a matter of starting from zero. Um, word of mouth, getting people together. And I had a good friend. Carla Perez, who was the co-founder of Ministerio Latino, you know, I proposed the idea to her and she was actually in the search of her own personal spiritual journey and she had um, African spirituality traditions, uh, indigenous and, and the Christian, you know, being just one thing wasn't for her and I said, well, let's, let's embark in this process because Ministerio Latino uh, is not to, you know, convert anybody, it's to like really have our faith being expressed. And yeah, you know, we'll be part of a Christian denomination, but uh, mm -hmm. let's explore this. And, and so with her, we launched our first service in December of 2011 at a house of a Guatemalan family. And there we began. And then we started meeting in my apartment once a month. And then we moved into a church building. Uh, and now we are in the interwebs. <laughs> oh, yeah, you've made it. <laughs> yes, we, we are in our next year, 10 years. Oh, wow. Having, having started, yes. That's amazing. That's so great. I. It's so important to have those communities. Oh, yes. It's, it's the communities that speak to your heart. I mean, because you want to, in a space where you want to express your spirituality, you want to be all the elements that form you. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, so, you know, when uh, we're talking about communities, especially right now, especially in this like upside down crazy world that we're in um you know pe and people look to religion a lot of times people look to god for uh these time in these times and people look to uh those communities a lot have you found that that people are kind of your has your community sort of grown stronger in a way because of all this most definitely uh faith uh, is something that help people push through really rough times. And so this year for everyone has been, you know, challenged in every way. Mm -hmm. uh, and the Latino immigrant community, especially the trans community, trans women, mm -hmm. uh, who are seeking asylum in the U.S., um, their challenges are triple the amount that can be for any regular person. Oh, um, absolutely. Absolutely. Really scarce for them. The jobs that they were available for them got mm -hmm. part of the lockdown, shutdown. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, at the beginning of, uh, of the stay in place orders, we started getting an influx of requests for people. Uh, they, people needed support for foods. People needed support for rent and also support emotionally oh Just of course care. and so i started fundraising for that purpose i fundraised uh close to thirty five thousand dollars that immediately went yes. out yes wow 85 people 65 percent of them are trans women 
and so we were able to put the money into their hands so that they can get some survival, you know, some mm -hmm. basics. Oh, yeah. And, and so they also started attending our meetings, although it wasn't a requirement. Every time I would make a call, I would say, this is an offering for you. We meet. If you want to come and join us, good. You know, mm -hmm. this is the info. Uh, and people started showing up. So our, our meetings started going from 10, 15 people to 25 and 30. So we have doubled the amount of people who connect with us every service. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing work that you're doing. It was, wow. it was intense, but I'm so glad because we really showed up at the moment that people needed it the most. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And especially, you know, the trans community is always under attack consistently, even yeah. within our own government, even walking down the street is becoming a thing for the trans community. And, you know, we're hearing about murders all the time. And it's the silence that speaks volumes almost yeah. to people who don't say anything uh 100% and you know especially with uh you mentioned asylum like that's also been a very big topic of people like coming over and you know we want to like help all these people and they're experiencing so many roadblocks just to come into this country which is so awful and so unnecessary yeah. um and but it's amazing that you're doing all of this work to help people and like we need more people like you in this world <laughs> yeah you are uh, just you know i hold a lot of privilege i mean i've been living in the u.s for so long mm -hmm. i'm bilingual and a U u.s citizen by now mm -hmm. so you know I, I do what i can but i do have a lot of support i have to say we had it, so many people reaching out to us and helping us individual donors we had a a couple of college students that their final thesis mm -hmm. was putting together a cookbook of Central American food. And so they sold uh -huh. the and they fundraised for us $2,000. Wow. Incredible, you know? That's amazing. I think uh, it's good to see that even in these times, like we really do, like we rely so heavily on our communities and even to create new ones. And that's just so beautiful. And I am, yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, so what uh, do you think there can, because with, uh, I want to get into the relationship uh, to the queer community and religion, because yeah. that's always been, uh, there's always been a lot of contention. And, oh, you, know, you know, and, you know, they have, there's churches like yours, there's temples and mosques all over the country and the world that are very progressive mm -hmm. and are very accepting, but you also have these places of hate and you have these awful, awful people, yes. uh, you know, and the question I'm constantly asking myself and others is, is there a path forward? Is there a path of healing where we are accepted at all places of worship because at the end of the day, like I believe like God loves all of their creations. God, obviously, Amen. you know, God created creatures to live harmoniously with one another. I know that sounds very like kumbaya, but at the end of the day, you know, we are all one people. We are all, our differences is what, make us amazing and uh 
you know, you hear on the news, you hear all these awful things. And I'm always thinking, you know, what is the path forward for our community with God or with religion? Because uh, so few queer people I know are religious. It's yeah. very, very minuscule. They've all been, a lot of my friends have been excommunicated or, you know, they are former Catholic or former Mormon and they have not been accepted uh, by their communities. So let's start by acknowledging that mm-hmm. religion is, uh, and faith and spirituality is a huge piece of the cultural upbringing of most Latinx. Oh, yes. So it's so ingrained mm-hmm. in everything we do. Like, oh, you yeah. You go to Abuelita's house and you ask for a blessing. Mm-hmm. You are uh, contemplating planning a vacation and you say, God willing, God willing, mm-hmm. that will happen. You know, th- that is a presence. Mm-hmm. So people in the queer Latinx community who have had no choice but to leave their their beliefs behind of their place of worship behind is pretty much because they've been kicked out. Oh yeah, for sure. But if it was up to them, they will continue going. It's mm-hmm. so important. And you know, and I know this because I I, I that was my my own story. I didn't want to leave the faith community when I came out. Yeah. It was too dear to me. Mm-hmm. So um the path, I think, is for more expansion of places like Ministerio Latino because conservative fundamentalism that is very different with a set of uh, faith and beliefs and everything you were saying about how we have been created to live harmoniously. Yeah. They're not going to get there. They are living in so much fear of hell and so much fear of the second coming and so much fear that it causes them fear to Mm -hmm. contemplate that we are among the divine creation of God, that we queer people are just as holy as they are. Yeah. It just breaks their worldview. Yeah. They, they, They cannot comprehend it. And it's based on that fear that is, uh, has them paralyzed. And it's really sad. So for them, I think the moment the issue becomes humanized is when a person can open up, right? Mm-hmm. When your kid confronts you with the, with the truth that that kid is trans, gay, lesbian, and you have to love that kid. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, and even then, for some of those people, they, they resist, um, they resist to, to, to accept their loved ones. So I will, I personally will not waste my time and energy in trying to convert a conservative, fundamentalist, evangelical, mm-hmm. um, Trump supporter to anything. Absolutely, um, absolutely. You know, no, but I will definitely dedicate my time, energy, and resources in creating and replicating more Ministerio Latinos in our community. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because those spaces, we get, we conquer them. They are for us. We are centered at the, at the space, and, and we lead them, and we need to lead. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't need to be in any, you know, seat in the back anymore. Mm-mm. Oh, no. Everyone deserves a seat at the table, in the front, always uh 100 percent. yeah i mean you 
you look at uh, all of these religions that are preaching certain things and sort of misinterpreting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> misinterpreting. They pick and choose little sections as, you know, uh, catalysts for hate. And, you know, it's places like Ministerio Latino that, you know, you're breaking down all those barriers and just accepting more people. But, you know, I agree with you on that about like, at what point can are people pass the point of healing from their hate? And when it's so ingrained in them, like at what point is it, is someone past the point of maybe even God helping them? Like, you know. It requires yeah. a lot of humility, you know? Mm -hmm. I used to pray to God to kill me or change me because I didn't mm -hmm. want to be a lesbian because I thought that meant being barred from heaven, mm -hmm. you know? And so I used to have that prayer and it wasn't until God broke me down and I, I, it, it was an understanding, a deep understanding that God had created me perfectly, just the way I was. There wasn't mm -hmm. anything. You God are perfect. Yeah. Nothing needed to be changed. I just needed to love myself. Then from that road on, you know, after hitting that button of like not loving myself, from that point on, I, I, it was just, okay, let me embark in healing. And, and because I understood the pain of hating, hating yourself, let me see what I can do. And for me, uh, being a pastor is something that's always been natural to me. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I, 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 it's been something that has always pulled me. So mm -hmm. You like uh, being a leader? <laughs> More than being a leader, I like being a mama. Like, oh. like okay, you need a shoulder to cry. All right, oh. you know, let me hold love you. that. Let me embrace you. So yeah. let me pray with you. Let, mm -hmm. You know, I I get a lot out of that. Is this? Oh it's yeah, love that comes out of that. Oh, that's amazing. I like that. That's what, especially a lot of the queer youth, a lot of queer Latinx youth and queer trans youth, you know, who yeah. are coming up in this world, they need, uh, they need, I mean, you know, they need people yeah. to. Nickname me Mama Rina. Yes. yes. They need Mama, Mama Rina. Rina to many of them. Yes. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. Um, yeah. So, uh, what do you see as like the future for Ministerio Latino? Are you hoping to expand it more? Are you, what are you, what are yeah, your thoughts on I that? I was telling a group of leaders of Ministerio Latino, I said, listen, take on, take on some of the lead, leading, the different mm -hmm. components of it. Because I think the co-founder and I need to sit down and write our story on how we started. Mm -hmm. No money, no people, no anything. And we just got started mm -hmm. with an idea. And I said, we need to write our story so that other people venture into doing it. Mm -hmm. And so we need to replicate. Uh, and I know there are other efforts like this that started even before us in Latin America. And we need to connect with those efforts. Mm -hmm. We need to become a coalition of, you know, queer faith communities. And, and the internet and virtual communities have allowed me to now 
I have preached in Mexico. I have preached in, in El Salvador. So I, you know, now I've been able to connect with those other queer communities. We, I have brought guest speakers to Ministerio Latino from those places. Wow. So right now it's happening, you know. Mm -hmm. We just need like sort of a vehicle and sort of strategize mm -hmm. how we're going to do it. But um, the moment has come. Yeah, the moment is here and now. I mean, mm -hmm. it's time. That's very exciting. I think that the world definitely needs more of that. And I think uh, that's how, you know, people come back to religion. And I'm not saying they have to or anything yeah. like that, but that's how people, you know, when they, they need to feel welcome. I yeah. Think what people need is to feel they have an option. Mm -hmm. That they, there is a place for them. If yeah. they want to go and inhabit it. Mm -hmm. And it's okay not to be there, but just to feel that you are completely crossed out of places is so painful, you know? Oh, yeah, especially, you know, I mean, the church in the Latinx community, it can be very, very tight-knit. It's a very big community. And uh, just as like observing, uh, you know, I'm Jewish, so I didn't really like grow up in the church. But when uh, when I lived in Washington Heights, it's a very uh, Latinx community, a lot of churches, and it's very tight knit, like that's your community, even in Judaism, when you're Hasidic or Orthodox, it's like, that's your place. And you know, when you feel excommunicated from that, it's sort of where do you go from there and how do you reconcile with that and i hope to live in a world where you know people don't always have to feel like that and it is it sort of is kind of up to you know i guess i'm an older queer but <laughs> i guess it's up to <laughs> us to you know i had um uh, we have a, a, a a woman from Cuba who just mm -hmm. joined us, she lives in Alabama. Mm -hmm. And she found us through a podcast. Actually, she found us through a podcast in Spanish. Ooh. And she's an ex-nun. Okay. After coming out, had to leave the convent. And she just has become an active member of Ministerio Latino. She's giving her testimony in one of our services. And she was telling me the other day that someone asked her to pray. And she questioned herself, am I allowed to pray? I'm a lesbian. And then she caught herself saying, yes, but this person is asking me to pray and pray is something I can do. And so she did it. But just to reclaim again the mm -hmm. power of your faith is, is like, it's revolutionary. Mm -hmm. That is. That is, to give that power back to yourself and to know that it lies within you and that you're not just bound to. God will still hear your prayers, even if wherever you are, whoever you are, God will hear them. I think that's important, but yeah, amazing. Yeah, thank you so, so much for talking with me today. It has been such a pleasure. Thank you for inviting you. me. Yeah. Um, this is amazing. Uh, they can find everyone. You can find uh, Ministerio Latino on Facebook. Yes. Yes. All right, and you have a website, correct? No. No. Yes, we are part of the 
the big church website. Oh, uh, yes, 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 yes. You're a part of the Church of Christ. Yeah. Yes, yes. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, well, it's in the works. We will have a website on 2021. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, I look forward to advertising it. All right, everyone. Thank you so, so much for listening to this week's episode of The Queriance. Once again, I'm your host, Sarah Brown. If you like what you hear, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook. That all is The Queriance Podcast. And make sure you subscribe to me on Anchor or Spotify or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Hope you're having a great day and I'll catch you in the next one. Bye. Thank you.